2: This is the Joe Ingalls Show (laughs) with DJ
0: and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports
2: Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. It is time to welcome in Joe Ingalls. The Joe Ingalls Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, you need to go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I just dropped my daughter at school. Um, I'm heading into practice. So you guys have a nice little run going here, eight and three to open the season. Does that change Quinn at all, or is he just the same relentless (laughs) detailer guy with four bits of film to show whether you won by five, lost by five, won by ten, lost by ten?
0: Yeah, I think you you guys, and I think everyone listening knows the answer to that. Um, No, Quinn... Gwyn's the same coach. Um, like you said, win or lose, um, win by 50, lose by 50. He, he's the same and uh, I think that's what makes him so good at what he does is um, kind of that relentless um, focus, I guess, on, on the little things. Like I mean, we've spoken about uh, win by 20 there's, there's things we can work on if we win by 1 there's things we can work on and vice versa for, for losing as well so um, yeah I think it's been solid so far I would say I think there is still, still things we can work on um, I think we'll continue to get better I think one of the good things is um, especially the last couple of years these kind of close games um, the back to back stuff like that earlier in the year we were, we were losing the last couple of years so we be able to get some, some early wins and um, not be losing those close ones, even when we're not playing at our, our best, is, is really good um, kind of level that we're, we're playing at.
1: So you missed all your shots the other night, but obviously your defense against Kyrie Irving was a difference maker. Quinn Snyder pointed it out. He said that he went to you before the game and told you about that. How much personal satisfaction can you take knowing that you had a significant factor, played a significant factor in the team winning the game defensively, even though you didn't make a shot?
0: Well, I had to try and do something, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's and that's the, I guess, the hard part for fans and things like that is they they see, especially me. I, I think too, who's, who's always kind of been 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 shooting reasonably well and, and made shots and, and kind of done that the last few years. Where um, especially this year, obviously the start of the year, I've been shooting terribly um, offensively. I just don't have a, a rhythm or it's just a little bit off whatever whatever you want to say but uh, obviously still like I said, and, and, and we're still winning games which is great which is which is at the end of the day is all is all i care about right um do i want to play better of course i want to play better offensively but um i would be a lot more upset and, and disappointed and frustrated if we were losing games too uh, as well as me playing bad but um yeah, I mean, Quinn's spoken to me numerous times about it to to never worry about that end, and um, that was what he spoke to me five six years ago about when I when I wanted to get on the court. My first couple of years was to play defense, and um, I think for me, it's there's going to be nights that I go over six, and there's going to be nights that I make shots. But if I can be steady and really solid on the defensive end and, and take those those challenges of of Kyrie one night, um, next game. Depending on who who it is or, or who's going, uh, who's playing well, um, take those challenges and, and, like I said, obviously help the team in some way to to win the game. And um, I know that's it's probably like a little bit different because, especially the last couple of years, I've me and Donovan have had so much of the ball in our hands offensively that that's what people got used to. I think with me is if I'm not having assists or scoring or or shooting threes, then, then I've or then I'm playing bad all of a sudden. Um, I'm glad I've got a coach like Quinn and an organisation like we do. Because um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to help the team in, in whatever way I can. And, and obviously, the other night it was on the defensive end. Because the other end we could have put you out there and it would have been better.
1: I would have made that layup. <laughs>
0: it was one of those days, huh? <laughs>
2: You know, I think uh, in all seriousness, although this sounds weird, this is where you're – it's a good thing, to whatever degree you care about what people think, uh, but to whatever degree you do, it's a good thing that you're in a town like this where the Jazz are so important and they're front and center all the time because we can talk about it on the air, and we did, and yet I think some Jazz fans already knew it even before we said it. Kyrie Irving, who is a wildly talented player who is offensively elite – he was two for eleven in the fourth quarter, and maybe you're a little fortunate there because guys who are as good as him, sometimes you defend him perfectly, and they just make contested sure. shots anyway. They just do. There's not, you know, they just rise up and stick it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But he's two for eleven in the fourth quarter, and you're not the only guy who covered him. So other guys deserve credit too. But I think people do walk away thinking, "Hey, Kyrie was two for eleven. That was awfully good."
0: Yeah, uh, I think we've got. Very intelligent fans too. I think they understand the game. I think they understand the, the style that we play. They understand Quinn and what what we're trying to do, and um, that's obviously a, a good thing because you don't want to hear when your fans um, frustrated or, or upset at your team. But uh, I think with our fans, they they know how we try to play, what we want to do. Um, I, the, the fans that have been with us kind of since, especially since Quinn's. Quinn's kind of era. They they know how Quinn wants to coach and how to play. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one because I guess you, you obviously care about the fans and what they think, but the, the flip side of that, you don't want to be sitting there reading every every comment or, or um, remark that's made about you because for, for some guys it, it, it could um, I guess make you overthink what you're doing. And that like I opened my Twitter the next morning and I had a million people saying that I suck because I didn't make a shot but well, that's great but we won the game and um like you said I got to, to to play a part in, in trying to slow down Kyrie and obviously Royce was a big part of that Rudy's a huge part of that but between me and Royce um just kind of tag teaming and going back and forth and you just try and make it as difficult as you can on a guy like that for, for 48 minutes and I think between the two of us and then Rudy contesting at the rim we, we were able to do that and um who knows if that really had an impact or not. Like you said, some guys are so good that they can kind of make or miss and it's it might be more on them than, than on us. But, um, yeah, we feel like we did a, a pretty good job on him.
1: So, obviously, we all went nuts on that inbounds pass and Bogdanovich hitting the three. The thing that I thought was unusual (laughs) is you raise your hands. You don't move as if you made the shot, and he runs to you. It's supposed to be the other way around where you run to him and hug him. But you stood up. Obviously, you knew it was going in, and he ran to you. Didn't you find that unusual? That was sort of backwards.
0: Um. I guess it was backwards. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> so as soon as I in um, I think we all, obviously with our team, we knew the couple options we were looking for, and um, the first one was Donovan on, on the lob, like a, the lob on the back door, and that wasn't there. And the next one was Boyan, and that either cutting either way up to the top or to the corner. And I think as soon as I threw it in and, and saw that he had a bit of space. I think we all knew within our team, and, and probably a lot of the fans do, that if he got a, a good look and and got the shot off, well, I think we all thought it was going to go in. And um, yeah, I just felt very confident about it once I threw it in, and um, was obviously extremely happy that we won the game, and obviously happy for him for making the shot. But um, yeah, I'm definitely not taking any credit for the pass or the shot or putting my hands in the air. I think it was just a, a I don't know, it was just a reaction and. I think as soon as it went in, we kind of, me and him had eye contact and he kind of started running. And I was like, well, I may as well save my legs. He's a bit younger than me. So he
2: can uh,
0: he can run to me.
2: I love the way you say we all knew I was going in. This goes back to the point that the Jazz are front and center here. And every little thing gets scrutinized for better or for worse. But there are Jazz fans at Channel 2 who wanted to watch that shot over and over, and they were looking at it, and so I cue it up for them, and they're looking at it over and over, and they notice, look, Joe's arms are up more than a full second before everybody behind the bucket. But I attributed that to the fact that you've watched him shoot a gazillion shots already, and you know what a good shot looks like from him. And it was like as soon as the ball started to descend, you knew, and the arms were up.
0: Yeah, honestly, and and obviously a lot of fans and and. Uh, certain guys of of the media obviously might see a little bit of it we we work on obviously those late game situations all the time and we do it 5-on-5 against defense and um, so we obviously know what we're looking for and like you said we I think everyone in the arena wants um, he'd caught it and he got a good look and he actually got the shot off the hardest thing in those situations is actually getting a good shot off a shot that you've shot before and that you feel good about kind of shooting and um yeah, like I said, as, as soon as it left his hands and, and Middleton didn't deflect it or touch it or, or affect his shot at all, um, yeah, I just I knew it was going to have a good chance to go in. So, um glad
1: we got the win. I'm loving Bogdanovich's play. You know, we watch him cursory, particularly he's not even in the Western Conference. We focus a lot of our time on the Western Conference, not so much the Eastern Conference. So we, you know, we see box scores. We see him play occasionally. The thing that surprised me about him is his ability to take the ball on the floor and be so strong. And I love that the, the emotion that he plays with. We're just barely getting to know him. How would you describe him as the type of person that he is?
0: Probably that exactly kind of how he plays. He's he's kind of pretty quiet, um, but when like I guess when when like he plays with that emotion when he's got something to say, or um, it's a perfect example is that 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 late that late game shot that he hit the game when it was. I mean, he's probably said like thirty words all, all season. Um, he's a pretty quiet guy, but in that timeout drew up the play, and Mike was actually meant to come through to the corner, and he was the one that said, no, no, like, tell Mike to stay out of the way so we can go either way in, in case uh, Middleton top-blocks me and doesn't let me go to the top, and coincidentally, Middleton top-blocked him and he could only go to that corner, so if the the play was drawn up exactly how originally we were going to, uh, Mike would have come through to the corner, and Mike and, and, and Bogey would have been the two options, but he kind of told him that, and um, that's just how he is, he, he understands the game obviously <laughs> at a very very high level and he plays um, I think a lot of the Croatians do that and there's, there's Yugoslavian Serbians, um, they play on edge a little bit, they play that um, fiery kind of style of, of basketball and that's what um, we love about him, he, he gets a dunk or, or hits a three and um, gets extremely fired up about it, fires a group up um, but he's a great guy, he's, he's quieter than me, which is very hard. But he, um, yeah, like I said, he's a, a very intelligent, high-alikey player. That, um, he's, he's obviously helping us a hell of a lot this year.
2: Isn't everybody quieter than you, Joe?
0: That's what I said.
2: Yeah, he did say that. Okay. I, I, so Go ahead. So how many of these foreign guys do you know – before they show up, whether they're on an opposing team or on your team, how tight is the network of guys, either from international play or because you played with some of the same people overseas before you got to the NBA?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know them um, more and probably better um, and I think you have kind of an automatic rea- uh, relationship uh, and so to say because you, you've You've either seen them somewhere, you've either played with them, maybe um, like me and Ricky. You know, I've played against um, Boyan hundreds of times with Croatia and Australia and stuff like that. So um, yeah, there's an automatic kind of relationship that, that you understand, kind of where where they've come from, what what they've done before being here. And um, obviously, we're we're glad that we're all here and we're able to help the league grow and the. I don't know how many different countries and players, and obviously for Australia, having kind of ten, eleven guys here that are that are all contributing on their teams and playing at um, kind of higher levels in, in the NBA is pretty cool for our, our country, and, and obviously they feel the same about their guys from their countries. So um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool to, to play against guys that you've seen or played against before, and um, likewise with I, I feel like we. Every game we played, Donovan says he knows someone, or he played with him at AAU, or he played high school, or he played with him somewhere. So um, it's the same for, for those guys, too, all the Americans that have grown up here and, and played against each other, um, whatever age group they are growing up.
1: Why do the guys celebrate like it's New Year's Eve every time you dunk?
0: Because <laughs> it, it happens once a year, like New Year's Eve?
1: <laughs> I mean, you're 6'8. <laughs> What's the big deal? I don't get it, man. Said, it always goes I said nuts. To them
0: after, I said to them the other day, it's, it's so easy to dunk that obviously it's, it's like, why waste the energy? Like me running to Boyan when he hits the shot. Like when I see him running to me, why am I going to run towards him? I'm going to bang heads and both be in the concussion protocols. There you go. Like, why would I dunk every time that I can lay it up and miss the layup? <laughs> You got, Ma- I dunk more, I miss lineups.
2: you got Magic Johnson on your side in that. He dunked early in his career, and then he decided it was two points to lay it in and why he spent all that energy. He was going to play a lot of minutes, a lot of games. They were making deep playoff runs every year. So you got one of the all-time greats on your side in that discussion. Use that.
0: Yeah, I will. That, that, that's why.
2: Joe, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. No worries. Thanks for having me. Joe Ingles. Joining us right here on 97.5 at 1280 the zone with the Jazz off to an 8 and 3 start to the season. Easily one of the best starts they've, or the best start they've rolled out under Quinn Snyder. See if they keep it going. They got Memphis mm-hmm. Friday. The next home game is Minnesota on Monday.